Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome. Welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today's going to be an epic episode, I feel, because this human, this man is truly an incredible person. And again, I say it all the time, but we met on Clubhouse. And if you are not on the app, you need to be because the community on there is like no other. Um, I have Dwight Scrap Reynolds with me right now. And I'm going to pass you the mics. Uh, I'm going to call you Scrap because we all call you Scrap. So so let's do that. Um, And kind of go through a little bio and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. Um. My bio, I, I usually keep my bio short. Um, I learned from somebody who was um, one of one of my closest friends, but he's extraordinary. And he has been around some extraordinary people. And he passed down a little bit of information that was basically like, if people want to know more about you, they'll ask. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll lead into it. And uh, that's kind of been my demeanor. Um, I, I like going in spaces where people don't know who I am or what I've accomplished or what I've done. And we can have a, a unbiased conversation about anything. And um, I love when the light bulb goes off and they say, oh, you did, you know, that kind of thing. It's kind of cool. Well, let's talk about that. Because when, when we chatted in the DMs, I said, all right, I'm so excited to talk to him because he's been just doing incredible things on Clubhouse. But you've been just doing incredible things elsewhere in the, you know, movie industry and music industry and all that. So let's talk about that um, with your experience in in that type of industry. Um, I I'm, I want to say I was built for the entertainment industry. Mm. Um, some of the things that I've been through in life have taught me the resilience and determination and perseverance that it takes to be a part of this industry. And so um, early on, uh, I began learning how to play instruments, um, and and I would do things like. Uh, be in the plays in school and try to shoot for the main roles and things like that. So I knew I wanted to be out there. I knew I was, I'm the youngest of, okay. So it's the baby syndrome is what they call it. You know, you're you're the (laughs) youngest of, 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 you know, of five of us, I'm the youngest. My sister's the oldest and she played piano. My brother underneath her, he, uh, he played trombone. The brother underneath him played saxophone. The brother underneath him played trumpet. And I had all these instruments around me growing up, but I was always fighting for attention. So from comedy to acting to, you know, uh, trying out for the spelling bee, playing a whole bunch of different sports, uh, it led me into, you know, that bug kind of bit me that I like being out front. I like being outspoken. Um, I like being a part of things. And um, and the entertainment business was that, that segue into it. I actually did my first tour when I was 17 years old. And that bug bit me so incredibly uh, hard that I, I've been unable to let it go, so. No, and I think and some of the projects that you've done have been incredible. Um, I know you had something to do uh, with Whitney Houston, correct? Um, yeah. What, what kind of stuff did you do with her? 
Um, so, so Whitney, um, you know, it, it, it was heartbreaking to hear, you know, to be in front of the TV and hear the news that, uh, she passed away at the Grammys, uh, the Grammy party, the night of, I usually go to the Grammy parties, um, and, and the Grammys and whatnot. I didn't, I went a couple years before that as I was nominated, but I wasn't nominated the year that this uh, tragic event happened, but I had already been, when, when I started working with Whitney, I was already like a name, so to speak, like people knew my mm-hmm. name or whatnot. And mm-hmm. I was working under another producer who everybody knew named Shakespeare, who was responsible for no scrubs and bills, 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 and won some Grammys for those. So, uh, they set up a session. I wasn't even supposed to be there. I, someone called me and was like, Hey, Whitney's coming over to the studio. And I was like, Oh man, all right, I'll be over there in a minute. So I left immediately, got there maybe 15 minutes before she did. And the way the studio was set up, it was a home. It was a house that had three studios in it. So the, the main studios on the first floor and, um, one of the creative spaces on the first floor. There are a couple of other crea- creative spaces throughout the house. But when you walk in the front door, I'm sitting right there. And so she comes in and she's excited. She's like, what you got? What you got for me? You know, she's excited. <sighs> and um, she sits literally within almost like our legs were intertwined. Like if I wanted to turn, I would have hit her knees. That's how close she sat to me. And she's uh-huh. like, what do you, what do you got? What do you got? And I started spouting out lyrics. Um, there was another writer there with me, uh, Patrice Butterfly. Um, I, I can't think of Butterfly's last name, but Patrice Stewart, Patrice but- Butterfly Stewart. She was with me at the time and um, we're throwing ideas at her and I landed a, a lyric that says, uh, go to the salon, get a mani and a pedi, get a massage, take a sip, and then I'm ready. And she was like, that's what I need. I need one of those days. <laughs> and um, that ended up being the first single off of her Just Whitney album. So it was a, it was a real big moment. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, to see, I mean, yes, you've been around some epic incredible people. Um, But you're so humble, right? And I think a lot of people that get into the limelight and they see, you know, they become this huge, this huge deal. And, you know, they, they, you know, they take that for granted. And and I I just want to honor you because you are completely humble. You are just a down to earth human. um, And I I just, I appreciate you. Yes. Um, it's it's one of those things where um, when you've been on all sides of it, uh, I can mm-hmm. tell you there was a time um, where I was learning what it meant to be humble. I had some really great mentors that really kept me, you know, kept me grounded and kept me understanding like you are a vehicle for the passion that you have. You are mm-hmm. not, you know, you are not this thing. You are the a part of it and it has to go through you. And the bigger your ego is, the harder it it can to go through you or people will see or miss the message that's really embodied in your passion. So I've been kind of, I take a back seat and I let my music and I let my writing and my thought process, I let that kind of lead the way. Well, and there's also what you just said, you had that, you know, not coach, but you had other people tell, telling you like, this is how you should be. This is like, take that step back. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about social digital currency, right? So for, yes, show that book. (laughs) Um, But for people that don't know what that even means, let's kind of break that down a little bit. So social digital currency is the currency that you are inherited with. You have a birthright whenever you get on any social media platform to, to, to spend this unlimited supply of social digital currency. What is social digital currency? It's when you follow someone. That's a social digital currency spend. When you like their pictures, which you can do numerous times over numerous pictures, uh, 
commenting, which is huge, um, saving their content. But most of all, I'll, I'll tell you all, the greatest social digital currency spend you can have on any platform that you join is to share someone's content, to take someone's idea and concept or, or photo or video or thought process or meme or whatever it was and say, I think this is so cool and so valuable that I want to share it with others. Um, that's the highest social digital currency spend you can have. I would suggest you all, you, we all do it already. And I think that's the, uh, reason for the book is to direct it. Uh, a lot of people, including myself prior to, uh, 2020, I was just, I didn't know the value that I had with my social digital, digital currency. And most of us don't know the value that's in it, not only for ourselves, but for others as well. And I think what's so important about what you do and that, that, that powerful statement is, is, Basically, a lot of people who are, you know, maybe insecure about coming on social media, sharing their story, have it like you, you kind of creating this book and saying, share that, like share that voice for others and others will come and support you. Absolutely. I love that. Um, So let's talk about Clubhouse a little bit. And because the value that you drop in every room that you are in is incredible. And yes, you always share about the social digital currency in there as well. But how has Clubhouse kind of elevated either your business or yourself or? Well, Clubhouse, um, in its, in its uh, beginnings, when social digital currency was derived, it kind of, it, it was the, it allowed me to just let my mind explore and expand and, mm-hmm. and become more knowledgeable about many things. The first was the fact that I was in rooms talking about one of my passions, which, which is music. And for me, I don't know about anyone else, but I, I would hope that anyone who has a passion out there would really, really invest all your energy into it and learn so much about it that you become a resource for others. And that's kind of how my journey started on Clubhouse. Um, I joined and I became a, a vehicle for people who wanted to talk about music. And because I had been a professional recording artist, because I've been a publisher, I've been a pro- uh, producer, I've been a songwriter, I've, I wear all these hats. I could communicate with those who are entering into the business or seasoned into the business and share some of my experiences. And, and that catapulted me into other spaces. Uh, I, I went from being a uh, a, a music influencer on Clubhouse to discussing social digital currency on Clubhouse, which at the time cryptocurrency was b- blossoming, and then being a person who could share the conversation about cryptocurrency, and then from there, um, uh, I've been able to really, really expand my mind and and do some more research on some things that I I didn't know I would even have an interest in, but because I have it, and we built this community in these different rooms with these different people in these different spaces, I've been able to really, really open up and learn so much and share so much. And uh, I really, I really understand that even in this, even in this book, it's it's just a a point and a segment of my way of thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I realized by being on Clubhouse, I don't think like everybody else. And I mm-hmm. think that's the offering that I bring to the table when we communicate. I give a perspective that most people don't share. And I, I, 
I, again, I, I uh, attribute that to not only having excellent mentorship, but my experiences from starting off at 17 years old and being on the next level and being privy to conversations and spaces that most people don't get to get into, um, I think it shaped my narrative on how I look at the world. No, I, I absolutely, absolutely love that. And I guess my next question for you is for those like listeners out there that are, you know, trying to put themselves out there, right? Whether, it doesn't matter what business, doesn't matter whatever. And they're super, super nervous about it, super, super insecure. What kind of tips could you give them? to maybe build up that confidence? Well, one of the greatest tools that we have is experience. Mm -hmm. And the way that you gain experience is, for most of us that are successful, is from offering to others. This, again, another one of the premises of the book is that you follow someone first, that you like their pictures and comment first. Um, it's, 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 Usher called it philanthropic. In its in its essence, and and I, and it and it is. It's you giving without knowing if you're going to receive or not, but you do end up receiving. And it's kind of like the Mr. Miyagi thing. You think you're doing one thing, you know. You think you're wiping the car down to do something, but you're actually learning a technique that you're going to use uh, as you grow. And as you build the confidence to follow and like some of the people that you're interested in, and you you then have an opportunity to comment on their their posts or whatnot. And that builds confidence. And it, it gets even greater as I tell you when you comment five words or more, something witty, funny, uh, educational, engaging, profound. But most of all, say something rememberable. Mm. At this point, you start building your community now in, in social spaces and people start saying, hey, I remember her. She said this, this really funny thing on such and such's page. I'm going to follow her. And then people then give you an opportunity. You start realizing your follower count starts growing. Then they start saying, well, hey, where's your content? We want to hear from you. Like, you know, what can you, what are, well, who are you? What are you about? And everybody's journey has a place in someone's heart and mind. As long as you make it available to others, they will come. So your confidence is, is built from being the person that you want to see on the other side of your giving. It requires mm-hmm. you to give and give abundantly and give without looking to receive. And those people will come and be a part of your journey. And that in itself is going to build confidence knowing that you're doing the right thing. I hope that everybody's writing that down. Cause that was like, that was a mic drop fire gems, whatever, <laughs> what have you. That was awesome. Um, I wanted to also talk about, I have a couple more questions for you. I no, want to also good. talk about your, the look. okay your social media is hysterical if guys if you go to scraps instagram (laughs) and just look at his videos all he is doing is looking but at different people's videos and again that's social digital currency absolutely (laughs) but all you're doing is looking (laughs) and i totally thought the one that you recently posted was Tiffany Haddish. I thought yeah. that was her from the back. <laughs> yes. Like everyone, everyone thinks that's her. and It's, it's not. It's so hilarious. <laughs> but my question for you is where did that even come from? Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I live in my mind. I live in right. my own head a lot of times. And, you know, I followed some people, you know, and 
And in my following of, of random people or whatnot, I started seeing my feed show me some of the, the, the craziness that's on the platform. <laughs> and, and although I may want to say something, although I, I have my own thoughts and I crack up and I laugh at them, I felt like this was an engagement tool to, to allow my followers to see what's being shown to me. It's like, the, it's almost like here's, here's the inside of my, my, my closet, check it out. And, and then it's, Hey, what do you think of that? So the look is basically, you know, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to keep a very, it's hard to keep a very straight face, (laughs) but most times I'm looking at the camera and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what everybody else is thinking about this when they see it. So in the, in my hashtag is what, what I'm thinking versus what you're thinking because I love to read the comment section. If, if you get a chance to visit any of my, uh, the look content, look at the comment section. It's hilarious. I try to pin some of the most funniest things at the top, but it, it's, it's really just that I wanted to show people. I can't remember what the first one was. I, I just, I just looked at it and I was looking at it and I looked away and I looked back at the, the clip and I looked back and I'm like, are you seeing this? You know what I mean? That's kind of the sentiment. It's like, are, do you see what comes across my feed? What do you think about that? And I, I, I didn't want to sway anyone's opinion about it. I just want to leave it open for your interpretation. No, I am. I mean, I am lo- loving it. And I know so many others are. And <laughs> because it, because the vision of what you were doing is like from what other people were thinking about, but they're not they're not secure within themselves to do it. <laughs> I think that is awesome. Yeah, I enjoy doing those. Do. <laughs> um, one of my last questions for you sure. is when you think about legacy, right? And all the accomplishments that you have done so far in your life, and that moment that you are not here anymore, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Um, I want to leave one of honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. I want I want people to say, you know what, he said what he meant, and he he did what he said, uh, and he was he was funny, he was engaging, he was he was special, mm-hmm. and uh, you could tell he was comfortable with himself. I, uh, I would I, I would want that and that he was giving. I come from a giving family. Um, my mother has always been that that neighborhood mom that invited all the kids in and took care of the kids and did things for the neighborhood, that kind of thing. So I've been surrounded by that, and that that's why this isn't a, this isn't a surprise for people who know my family when it comes to giving and and creating ways for people to give without you know uh, without when you don't have. And showing you you have something to offer. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. another premise of the book is, and, and another reason how it started was people were in my DMs um, early on. And I, I mean, when I say people, I mean like 100, 110 DMs from people after leaving this, one of the, the clubhouse stages. And they were asking. And, 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 no, and in no form was it reciprocal. It was, hey, could you manage me? Hey, could you tell me this? Mm-hmm. Could you, where do you do this? And Tons of questions. And I noticed my follower count wasn't growing. I noticed that I wasn't having more likes. I didn't have more comments, any of those things. And I was like, why aren't they reciprocating? I'll give, I'm open. The, the, the platform of Clubhouse in itself has a giving nature to it by nature. It's just mm-hmm. you give. You, you get on stage and you share your experience and your education and your, uh, your heart and you, your mind. And there is no receiving on that other than knowing that someone is benefiting from it. And so... The flip side of that became, well, what if I told these people 
what they truly have, the value that they present without spending any actual money, any actual currency here. Hey, do you know you can be a blessing to somebody else by doing the simplest little things that cost you nothing for you, but mean the world to the person you're sharing it with? It's called social digital currency. You are inundated with it. When you get on any of these platforms, you have an unlimited supply of it. I'm just going to buckle it down to a billionaire, uh, you know, billions of it so we can have a billionaire talk since that is a uh, that is a, uh, a numeric that you can all kind of wrap your head around. Let's have a billionaire talk where you can spend some social digital currency for a social media engagement on any social media platform with your people and persons of interest. Here's a way you can show somebody you value them without spending any money. It's the easiest thing to do. And it's such a great reminder too, because it is true. A lot of people just don't do that. They put in, people take like pride in their content when they, you know, when they put it out there, Absolutely. a simple, a simple thoughtful comment is so important. And, and scrap, I really, I really think you're living on that legacy. And I, I can feel your heart. Honestly, you're, you're just such a warm person. And I know you wrote this book, but it isn't like your biography, right? If you ever wrote a second book that was about your life, what would the title of the book be? Wow. Um, I'm not, I, you know what? I've thought about it. Um, and I, I, all I can tell you, and I kind of work from the space of creating it and the title will jump out. Um, but I, I know it's a faith-based book. My journey through life has been a, nothing other than a faith-based project, whether it's the faith that my parents had, you know, putting a covenant over my life as I've been going through it and, and being able to avoid certain pitfalls and things, um, or the faith that I've had that I would be successful long before I became successful. I've written my Grammy speech so many times it makes no sense. Um, the, the only thing that has to happen is for me to win the Grammy and that's still on the table. So, um, the, it would be a faith-based book. If I told you some of the stories, uh, I got to Atlanta with $40 and a keyboard. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be here for two. I was supposed to be here for two weeks and I never left a year later. I had hundred X that amount of money and had began my journey in the music business. So, um, all on faith. All on, on trusting God, trusting timing, trusting and believing and knowing that I had what it took to be successful. I always felt like even when I wasn't in the industry, I felt like I should have been in the industry. And the only difference was I wasn't in the place where people with my type of talent were being honored. So I mm-hmm. came to Atlanta and when I got to Atlanta, I was like, man, this is where everybody's at. JD's here. Dallas Austin's here. All these people and labels. I need to be here. And it wasn't part of the plan. We ended up uh, meeting with someone and they were like, hey, you ain't got to go back to Flint if you don't want to. I'm from Flint, Michigan. They were like, you don't have to go back if you don't want to. And I was like, man, do I want to be in the top three best producers and writers in Flint or do I want to challenge the world? Do I want to put my, my, my hat in the race for this global competition? I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm built. I'm, I'm better than this small city I'm from. And I want to show that on the big screen and make my city proud and show them that anything's uh, attainable. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I have like, I have chills. <laughs> um, so lastly, for my listeners, if they, cause I know they're going to want to, they're going to want to reach out to you. They're going to want to get your book. They're going to want to do all the things 
regarding you, Scrap. So share all the links, all the things, and I'll put it in the show notes for you. Okay, awesome. So for the book, you can actually pick up the book at yoursocialdigitalcurrency.com. And if you scroll down on that website, you'll see there's a link for the ebook, which is sold on Amazon and Kindle as a and Kindle, or you can uh, continue on to the soft cover book. Um, and you know what? For the first ten of your guests that say, "Hey, I'm a guest on the show. I watched your show, or I'm one of the guests," um, I will sign ten of them. Um, I, I will I, I will autograph them for them so that they have an autographed copy of it. Um, but my socials. So if you're on TikTok and Instagram, which are my main, two of my main uh, socials, it's Dwight, D-W-I-G-H-T underscore scrap underscore Reynolds. And, uh, and then um, I'm, I'm, I made a commitment to be better and busier on YouTube. If you go there, it's just youtube.com backslash I C green one, which is what you see on my, on my cup and stuff. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) On on my Yeti, it's the I C green. They call me the green eye bandit. So (laughs) perfect. I'll put all of that in um, the show notes, but Scott, I really, truly appreciate you so much for taking the time because I know you're so busy and I I can't wait to see what's next for you. I know big, even bigger things are next for you. And I'm really excited for this friendship that we have now (laughs) after after this, but thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Um, I pray that you're blessed in everything that you do. This is such an honor for me to be on here and talk about social digital currency. Um, this is kind of the effect that I would hope that it would have on people that they would want to sit down and have a, a, a longer dialogue about where it's come, where it comes from, you know, why, you know, why it exists and what do we do with it? So uh, I hope your listeners appreciate you as much as I do today, because this was awesome. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. And I will see you around clubhouse. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. All right.